It's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denning. So today I'm here with a good friend of mine, Barry Buchanan. Uh, we met ages ago, didn't we, back at West Hill Boxing, many, many moons ago when you was a kid. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks for coming on. Um, so today we're going to talk about you being a boxer. We're going to talk about you growing up as a fighter, how you'd gotten at school. You're a family man. You run your own business, OCR training and running and everything else in between. Yeah. So, and um, again, we just want to really cover, I think, like how boxing's really transformed, because obviously I've, I've boxed as well, how much it's really transformed my life. Yeah. So... How old was you when you started the West Hill? I think I first went up there when I was about uh, 14, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, about 14. Yeah. yeah. I went there when I was 10 and then went back. So when I went back, sort of 16, 17 is when I met you, yeah. which is only yeah. on. Um, I remember for the first time we sparred, because obviously I've been kickboxing quite a long time. And the first time we sparred, I was like, because um, Dave Crittenden was there as well. It, so yeah. I was like, okay, I know these guys are good. But I've done 10 years of kickboxing, so I should be able to hold my own. And I remember sparring you and Dave. And I remember I was like 16 years old and I got out of the ring. I was nearly in tears because I was like, oh, my God, these boys are insane. And the thing I remember about you at your age was your speed. Like, you was so fast. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I pushed my hand speed as much as what I, wanted, I, I maybe could have done. Really? But I look back at my... When I look at my boxing, yeah. I really think it's a bit underwhelming, like what I achieved. Yeah, I mean, because you were good. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> people have said, but you know, I, I, I done the best of what I could do with what with my makeup. I mean, I think yeah, it's, yeah. More, it's more mental for me. You know, do you think you could have done better then? If I had the right me mental mindset, yeah. 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 So, as a kid, did you struggle with mindset then? Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess I did, to yeah. be honest, because, you know, I was bullied at school. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started boxing and I, that gave me the confidence to then stand up to the bullies. Yeah. And then from there, it kind of snowballed a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then uh, we... we uh, Do you think it helped give you an outlet? Boxing. Um, I like that it was different because when I first started, there wasn't... I didn't know anyone that was doing it. Yeah. Apart from the boy... That I went up there with. Yeah. Um, I like that it's different. But then obviously it all got come out of school and all my mates or well, all the boys at school went, but they all drifted yeah. away. Like, yeah. As you got older. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, <coughs> find girls, drink, yeah. nights out. Um and, and I stuck at it. You know, I, yeah. I may have missed out on a lot of living, maybe. Or what know, some people would yeah. consider living, yeah. Um but it gave me boxing's given me the the grounding yeah and discipline to sort of do well be be the person i am now yeah kind of yeah yeah because you've grown and matured so much 
Yeah. I've, I've watched you grow and develop over the years because, you know, we, yeah. we cross paths quite a lot. It's a small little town, isn't it? So yeah. it's been nice to kind of watch you develop. How were, like, so talk about your boxing. So how, how did you get on with boxing? What was the records like? What fights did you um, get? I think I finished with like a 50-50 record. Okay. How many fights do you have? Uh, high 60s, maybe. Yeah. Maybe so, so a lot. 70, yeah. yeah. And ABAs? Did you get to ABAs? Yeah, I boxed. Which I, is a high level. Yeah, I got to the national quarters. Yeah. Um, uh, and boxed Anthony Gogo. Okay. I understand he got beat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I think that's the high. I got to the Harangi Box Cup final. Yeah. Uh, lost to a Scouse lad um, who went on to box pro in America. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably it. I won uh, some counties once or twice, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, when I, when I watched you box as well, because obviously I've, I've been in the crowd in the corner quite a lot, you never lost. I just feel like, because you were quite a slow starter as well, wasn't you? So you, it always took you a few rounds to warm oh, up I in. Al I always gave away more decisions than yeah. I was. I deserved to lose. You know, like I, yeah. I beat myself just as more times than what anyone else has beaten me, yeah. I, I believe. Which, but that comes down to my mindset. I was going to say, that literally comes to mindset because in the gym, you were, you were unstoppable. Like, do you know what I mean? You would wreck... Nine out of ten people. Oh wow! Well, yeah, that's just the thing, isn't it? Like I, sometimes you can leave it on the gym, and yeah. if you if your mindset's not right, like you, for whatever reason, yeah. I mean, you, you could have an unbalanced home. Yeah. You know, you could be having issues at school. You know, for whatever reason, it weren't meant to be. I weren't meant to hit the heights yeah. because something within me. Yeah. Like, and it it, it wasn't physical. No. no. I, I believe I, I was pretty decent physically but yeah just, oh yeah it was just, just mentally yeah it, um it there was happen. something there that was stopping yeah you know it. sometimes you know I'd, I'd box a dream you know yeah. and i beat some real good kids yeah but then two weeks later i'd, I'd get beat by a novice because my mind wasn't just wasn't at the same level yeah which was really frustrating for us as your as your, your stable mates we've got Come on, Barry, wake up. But like you say, like you can't help how you feel. It's, like, just, it's, it's, it's just, all up in yeah, there. It's just what that is. You know, I found, you know, I speak to people that trained me now. Yeah. And they're like, you're the most frustrating kid. <laughs> but, you know, there's a compliment in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it weren't meant to be. Yeah. And Which I, is not the end. It's not the end of the world. No, I mean, I can um, deal with it now. I mean, I was quite resentful for quite a while because, mm. you know, I did dedicate a lot of my life to it. Yeah. And... It just proves that nothing's given to you. No. You, know, no, no. you, can, you can work hard, but if it if everything's not going your way, or if you haven't got, you know, the luck, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I, I'd think, you know, I'd watch about back, and I just think my my face didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that, that that's probably just me, just being like, make find an excuse. But at the end of the day. It wasn't meant to, that's why I look at it now. Yeah, it, it wasn't meant to be, be. yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you think it helped you through school? Because you went to Parker, same as me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Um, because I, I found Parker tough, really tough. I've, as I got older, I mean, it helped deal with a bullying issue. Yeah. Because once I stood up to myself, the bullying stopped and then everyone's been my mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when they all started going, coming out of the club. Yeah. Oh, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then actually, like I said, they drifted away. Um, yeah. But I found with the confidence the boxing gave me, yeah, 
And I, I like a lot of kids when they find something they really want to do, they're really passionate about, oh, I was going to be a pro. Oh, I don't, don't need school. I'm going to make money boxing. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then my schoolwork <laughs> went down. Yeah. Do you know, and, you know, whether it's, you know, my, my mum and dad, they've done what they could, but, you know, oh, you know, boys, if, if they're not going to do something, they're not going to do it. And yeah. I never done my homework. Why are you, you know, why are you doing your homework? Well, well I'm going to be a fire. I don't need I'm trying to. Yeah, that's more important to me than yeah. just sitting there drawing triangles and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it, you know, it came back to bite me on the ass. But yeah. at that point, it helps with my confidence with um, like building bonds and friendships. Yeah, and dealing with that bullying problem. But at the same time, it was counterproductive. Productive, yeah, because my schoolwork suffered. Because um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid by any stretch. Yeah. But you know, my my of achievement my, my GCSEs will say otherwise yeah yeah <laughs> when when you look at mine it's like one page of schoolwork and it's like fail 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 and then it's like 30 pages of kickboxing yeah yeah so yeah, exactly that. And, uh, um, but I think it does go to show that we can all achieve what we want to achieve when we want to achieve it in certain areas so for example the, the schoolwork slipped as mine did because you focused so hard on the boxing and the training that's just it I mean I think that people learn different ways. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I was more of a, not a repetition. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to keep practicing, yeah. practice so you can't get it wrong. Yeah, kind of thing. And obviously, whereas I went practicing my schoolwork, it, it, it suffered. It, it suffered you know, yeah. But my, my physical attributes within the boxing were going up. Yeah. But because I wasn't practicing my schoolwork. Yeah. Like and I mean that that that's kind of shown I think now because actually let's let's move on to um. Because you do a lot of running, you're really well known for the running. Um, you've got some good PT uh, PBs as well. I, I've watched some of your times, and you put your times up, and I watch your Strava, and I'm like, yeah. and you're like, oh, fairly chilled out run this morning, and I'm like, chilled. I would struggle to drive that. <laughs> do you know, I mean, I try. I, I've been trying to do a lot of my running towards like a heart rate basis. Okay. Um, cool. Can you? Because I, I know a lot of people listening will. will be really interested to kind of yeah, know I mean, what I'm you not, do. So. I mean, there, there's a book called A to 20 Running. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's about making your easy days easy, your hard days hard. Okay. Kind of like what Ricky Hatton did when he was training with Billy Graham. Yeah. It, you know, and it's basically you, you you do your steady runs, your flat runs, just yeah. at under a heart rate, which is you will kind of set yourself. Or if, if you're doing it like off like science space where your zones are, okay, you, you won't want your heart rate to spike above say 140. Okay, or, so you'd run to keep your heart rate under a certain. Yeah, and so, basically, it. I, I mean, I've not read the book. I don't know the exact science around it, but it's yeah. it's training. I think your lactate threshold. Okay, and then you're pushing over time. If you can stick to it, your your peak heart rates for certain zones will increase because you're only hitting the really high zones yeah. in your harder sessions. Okay. Which is generally only two a week. Yeah. And then your, your easier runs. Or if you do a tempo, again, you'll high, make it higher. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know the exact science around it. So what's an easy run to you then? Just as a... Uh, well, it, it kind of depends. Do you know what I mean? I'd done a run yesterday. I didn't have my watch on. Um, I ran from the bathing pool through, along the seafront through the town up St. Helens Road and I didn't have a watch because you can get wrapped up. I mean, yeah, you up, yeah. he doesn't like the watches because you can get wrapped up looking, looking. Constant, yeah. So I literally, I had my phone in my shorts pocket, set my Strava on yeah, 
and then I just ran to the field and it felt good not yeah. have to worry about the watch. Yeah, constantly checking numbers and statistics as yeah. you're going along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I can see how you can get really caught up yeah. in the watch because if, if, if you have goals or, yeah. or thoughts of where you should be but you're not you're not hitting it on that specific day you're going to be just constantly watching your watch yeah and it's going to be counterproductive again because instead of just concentrating on trying to find your rhythm find your breathing yeah you're looking at that and then you're, you're getting more wrapped up in that yeah. oh god i was the second under or two seconds over or my heart's two bpm too high or yeah i mean or driver, I, I guess it's good for like data recording yeah because not everyone I, i'm not good every time i start a new program i'll start writing it down yeah. But after a week or so, I get bored and I stop it. Yeah. I can, like I don't know anyone that manages to keep their diary going. Yeah, yeah. The Strava, as much it's just as much for ego as it is for recording your yeah, your, yeah. your your data. Yeah. Because people love having the crowns or the local legends yeah. that they've now brought out, and okay. it is just a, a, a it is some massage of ego, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I've never looked at it that way because I, I obviously might. My numbers are no like you know if I if I went on a top one hundred I'd be like hundred and fifth on the running scale so I've never but I suppose people do that don't they? they yeah I mean you see I mean that's my opinion I mean I use it I mean I, I guess I am guilty yeah but, you know I mean I'm as guilty as the next person but it, it's just it is what it is and yeah. it's nice to purely for like the data yeah it's nice to look back if you do the same run. Yeah, you know, six you weeks can time. Compare, you yeah. can anal- you can compare the two. Yeah, that's what's great about it. But it's very easy to get caught up in like running your easy runs harder to make it look like you're progressing more. Right. Okay. Because that that's my only opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. each each to their own. Well, so I know you got, and I do know you you you're pretty quick. Um, it's going away. And so so you've 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 gone through school. You've done your boxing. Um, and then did you get straight into running? Because you do a lot of OCR running and you're pretty good at it. No, it's funny. I mean, up until, I mean, I was unfortunate with a few injuries when I was boxing. Yeah. Uh, I, had to, I had to have a couple of operations. Okay. Um, but I loved it. I loved the tra- I mean, even now, there's no training that makes me feel like boxing training. Yeah. And that, I think that will stay with me forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I once I... I went, I did stop boxing because it was, like my wife was doing a degree yeah. and it just wasn't fitting in. Uh, but I, I sort of went back up to the club. Well, what happened is I boxed in the Southern Counties finals against a traveller from, from Kentway and I absolutely battered him. Yeah. I mean, this, one, this was one of my clear cut wins. Yeah, yeah. They gave it to him on a 3-2 score. I put oh, him down yeah. twice. Yeah. And... You know, there's no way that I lost a fight. And it, it broke me. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And yeah. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I said to Graham, because Graham Towers was training me at the time, I said, I need a couple of weeks to get my head right. Before I knew it, over a year had passed. Wow. Like, I just, I didn't miss it. That's how bad that Yeah, it that really hurt. Me. And uh, I kind of, I went back and I planned on doing, I thought, oh, I'm have one more season, one more go at the ABA, one more go uh, at the Hangi Box Cup. Yeah, and the, because my wife was doing a, a nursing degree, she, we she had to do work placements, and it was generally always being a Monday or a Thursday. And yeah. at ABA level, you you can't train once a week, no yeah. matter how much running you do, yeah. or whatever. And it just wasn't productive, so I stopped. Yeah. 
I just completely stopped the boxing and I, I thought well, I need to have a rest and do nothing. Yeah. But then I found my mood was going. Right. I, was, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I wasn't good to be around. I was yeah. I was grumpy. Yeah. And, and like I knew Terry has always said, come, come to the running. So I, I went to the running and whilst it didn't fill me with the same endorphins, it was just something to keep me going. Yeah. And, and I kind of... Tied you over. Yeah. Do you know? And yeah. I, I learned to love it, and it was, it was funny because but like, before a race, people like I'd, I'd see people really nervous, and, and I was like, I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. Because the way I looked at it is, I'm just running. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, we've been punched in the face it, constantly. This is the thing, like you know, I found I was comparing it to that, and like just running, and yeah. you're, you're running against the clock effectively. And, like yeah. if you run, if you beat the course quicker than someone else, you're going to beat them. And whereas these people were trying to hurt you when you were boxing. Yeah. And so I, I didn't find that nervous. But as of the more time I've been away from the boxing yeah. and I'm running more, I, I do get a little bit of pre-race anxiety now. Okay. Which is interesting. Because obviously that's now what I'm specifically training for. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I really want to do well in this. This is my my A race. This is, you know, something that I really want to set a good time. Like Hastings Half. Every year, I always want to go under 120. It's never happened. I've never so what is your time on Hastings Half? The best is one, one, low 122. Fuck it out. That's insane. But there's a funny story on that one. I wore new shoes <laughs> Okay. Uh, on that race. Yeah. And they were killing me. Really? And I got to... I couldn't drive it in that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the seafront and it was where I had to take my shoes off. Or stop. Wow. And I took my shoes off. I ran the last three miles in my socks. What, and I threw, at 122? That was my finishing time, yeah. And you finished the last two, three, three, three miles? miles? in my socks. <laughs> uh, I threw my new, I threw a new pair of trainers. This is brilliant. At some, some guy who I, I knew through the running club. I so said, did you get your trainers back? Yeah, yeah I did get them back. <laughs> Although you threw them in the bin afterwards. <laughs> they just absolutely killed me. That's mental, mate. Yeah, I mean... When you look at it that way, you know, maybe if I had I have kept the shoes on, maybe I might have still nipped under 120, but I was in so much pain. Mm. So much pain. And it's what it is. One of them, it's an experience, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll keep saying I'm never doing it again, but I'll do it next year. Yeah, yeah. Most people would have stopped. And that, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's that resilience we talk about, yeah. that. I'm going to crack on. Doesn't matter how much it hurts. Doesn't matter how much pain I'm in. Doesn't matter what's happening. Well, it comes down to the boxing, doesn't it? I think so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Yeah, you, know, you get go and get tough in the ring. There's no hiding place. No, you, you the, no. There's fight. no teammates to help you. Oh, you, you fight back or you crumble. <laughs> yeah, and you know, again, that builds into your mindset as as you progress, especially up the levels. Yeah, yeah. But you can't you can't be very successful. Yeah. In anything without no. having a, a form of resilience, mental mm. resilience. And you've got to be prepared graft as well. I mean, that shows graft. Yeah, yeah you've, got to, you've got to put it in. <laughs> so you've done the Hastings Half. Um, you obviously, you started running with Terry and the, the high altitude guys as well. Shout out to them. Um, and then you start getting into the, all the OCR running. So for people that don't know, what's an OCR run? Uh, OCR, right. Uh, obstacle course racing is kind of like, I'll just put like a Spartan race. Yeah, or a mud monsters or that yeah, kind of... Yeah, it's basically a, a, an off-road run with yeah. a series of man-made and natural, naturally occurring obstacles. Yeah. Sometimes you can have a swim, like a lake swim. Yeah. Or you can run through a river or... 
Oh, wow. Like, like effectively in a swamp, like a mud yeah, pit. Yeah. And then you've got man-made things like um, rigs where you've got to traverse from a starting point to a finishing point and hit a bell or cross a line yeah. without touching the floor um, to signify you finished. And, it's, yeah. you know, there are some that are better than others. Yeah. You get some that got official chip timing. Yeah. Some are, some are just for fun. Yeah. So I've done I've done a couple of mud monsters. Um, I'm doing nuclear this year. Um, yeah. I just got signed up for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, mine's going. You doing nuclear what, this year? Um, no idea. I'm okay. just turning up to nuclear wherever it is. It's in October. In October. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm doing the same one. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've done a couple of mud monsters, and I mean, I hate running with a passion. Like honestly, I hate it. Always hated it. Always did when I was boxing. When I was kickboxing. Um, and then a friend of mine, Scott, was like, you're coming to do this because it's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I done it. And it was it was really good fun getting muddy, climbing through all the puddles and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did enjoy it. It's funny because the, the, the running, the straight road running, I enjoy it, but it never filled me with the same feelings what boxing did. No. And when I was when I turned 30, I thought I want to do something. Anyway, me and a group of mates done a tough mud up down in Winchester. Yep. We went, we went there in the afternoon, came back, had a party because it's my birthday. Yeah. Um, didn't think no more of it. We all had a really good day. And a couple of years later, a um, group of mates that I know from the running and from playing football, they like, we're going to do a Spartan. Rich Pringle was putting it on. Okay. Over yeah, yeah. at Ashburnham. Yep. Just through past battle. Yep. And um, do you want to come do it? So I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. So we've gone over there. We've done like the half two wave. Didn't, think, didn't even know it was like a competitive thing at yeah, this point. It just turned up and ran it. So we said that we, before we let it set off, we were like, are we going to race? Or we got, and I was like, well, I'm up for a race. Yeah. Anyway, there'd been like, I don't know, 2,000 people go through the course before even me. Yeah. And I didn't know they'd done a final tally. I, even though the first competitive way, well, what turns out to be the competitive Yeah, I mean, you just turned up and ran it. Yeah, yeah. I, I finished 19th overall. Wow. After all those. And I was like, this is a thing? Like, yeah. You know, I didn't even know. And then from yeah. there, uh, I joined like, the RPC obstacle team. Yeah. Uh, I'd done my first proper attempt at an OCR would have been Warrior Run. Yeah. Just past Brighton. Yeah. And I've finished second in that. I've come second there twice. What was that one called again? Uh, Warrior Run. The Warrior One. Nice. Yeah. It's a... And that was your first race, like proper... Yeah, yeah. We're going off in like the competitive... Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And, um, that and I thought, this is me. Yeah. I like this. I mean... Gave you a bit more of a buzz than just... Well, yeah. And it, I think it fits my body yeah. more, you know, like... Uh, I'm built different. Yeah. To, to, I'm built more like from the boxing... I was never going to be seriously quick yeah. you know, in the road running. Yeah. Because they just built different. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it just suited my body type, my body composition, and the natural strengths I had. Yeah. You know, hanging off things. I mean, it's taken a lot of practice from starting to now to to keep improving. I yeah. Mean, a lot of improvement and practice. But it, it it kind of fit me a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I just thought, wow, I want to do this. And then... Now my third race, I had, that's when I had my first real um, awakening, yeah. like a rude awakening, too, yeah, because yeah. it was a UK champs, okay. and uh, I qualified as an age group. But I emailed them and said, you know, oh, I kind of want to challenge myself against the, the best. Yeah. So it's like, okay, jump in with the, <laughs> the like the what is the elite wave? Yeah, and nice. 
well, half of the, I didn't even know half these obstacles existed and <laughs> I, I crashed and burned. Okay. You know, I got to like the first big obstacle, never seen it in my life. I had a couple of goes. Yeah. And I was like, that, no, I can't do it. Yeah. So I walked through and I lost, you, you get a completion band. So yeah. Like stop. They took one of those off. Um, carried on. I didn't think no more of it, to be honest. I thought, oh, this is all fun, you know? And then I didn't realise quite how serious it was and it got to the first real big rig that I'd ever come across. Yeah. And the queues there were massive. So we're standing there on a cold November morning, <laughs> waiting your turn. And yeah. I had about three or four attempts and I was like, no, I'll, I'll finish now. Yeah. So they took my last band and I've scooted off, finished the race. I was really happy. Like, oh yeah, there's brilliant, great atmosphere, great event. Yeah. But it made me realise that there's so much more to it. Yeah. That I actually did need to practice, and it kind of take took me back to repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Uh, and I sort of started practicing a little bit more, designing like uh, just grip training stuff. To that's yeah. what really you need. Yeah. And even even like later on, you still get awakenings where you think that my training is not sufficient. There's yeah. things, more things you need to do. Yeah, yeah. And um, from there, it was like a natural progression that I kind of went more doing more OCRs than I was doing road running. Yeah. And it's it kind of snowballed. Do you know, my first full year doing it, I managed to qualify for the Worlds in Canada. No, oh, that was in Canada? Yeah. And wow. That is... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to go. Okay. Because, well, yeah, well, Canada's a long way to go for... What a lot of people would argue yeah. is a bit of a run, and, and well, and the costs. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. all in it is probably about a thousand pounds, which isn't a great deal of money. But when you're taking it off away from your family, yeah, to go play in the mud, it, yeah, it, it's it's a bit extreme. Yeah. So, but a couple of people like Matt, Matthew McDonald, Graham House, they've done a great job. Yeah, set up a funding page and uh, Andy Chambers of Fighting Tigers. Yeah. I was still, I was back doing one-to-one with Graham Tales at that point. That's how much I missed the boxing. Yeah, yeah. And Andy was like, uh, come do a couple of bouts and I'll give you a percentage of any tickets you sell to help you get to Canada. Matthew gave me, you know, gave me the money we paid him back from the GoFunding page. Okay. And, yeah, you yeah. know, without the core yeah. good people around me, it wouldn't have happened because yeah. I would never have taken the money to go. Yeah. You know, so without them, none of, none of this would have been possible. Would have happened, yeah. Um, and that's something I'll be forever grateful for. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's and, huge, like, yeah. for people to come together yeah, and make and that Yeah, obviously the GoFunding, there was, like, friends and family, like, donating, whatever. And, and you know, you, you get people... I didn't think it would be a thing, yeah. you know, because those sort of funding pages, you, you kind of think would be like, for more sincere cases. Yeah. Which we see a lot of all the time, yeah. which is great that it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like to, to support someone going and play in the mud and run over things, <laughs> I never thought it would happen. Yeah. Do you know, when it, you know, when the, the barrier ticked over and it was everything I was going, I was like, wow, wow. right, okay. Mm. Thanks, and, guys. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was amazing, do you know, and at the best time, it, again, it was a, a bit of an awakening. It got to a certain point. I mean, the first, I raced. Like the short course and the long course. Yeah. And the first course was on a, like a damp, moist morning, but it was brilliant. Love running up ski, like a ski resort. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. And I had the best time. And then on the Saturday, we've done the the standard course, which is 15K. Yeah. It was, it was going, it was 
going better than I could hoped, yeah. hope for. Um, but again, inexperience. I'd still only had about seven races by this point. Well, that's um, seven races and getting to the world. Yeah, that's... you know, um, it, it was it was it was a good experience. Yeah. Um, but again, I came away knowing I still had more to work on. Right. But not only my own physical training, but just being aware yeah. of m when I'm uh, tackling an obstacle. Because yeah. there was one, there was two rigs right next to each other. On the short course, there's only one in there, but yeah. on the long course, they were both in there. And I blew my arms out on the first rig because my foot got caught in a ring. Yeah. And I attacked, attacked the second one and I just had nothing in my arms. It took me about 25, 30 minutes to get my arms back. Oh, really? So wow. I, yeah, I think I was, I went from top 10 to finishing, I think it's 30, 35th. I still, and it's, I, I I still, still made up with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's still brilliant. And you obviously- But like I say, if you hadn't blown your arms out. Would have been a bit, you know, yeah. a lot better. Um, but that that's that was a great learning experience. And you yeah. know, just, just to have the privilege to be able to go there and other people have supported it. That's yeah. the thing that's always going to stick with me. Do you know, like yeah. good core of good people around yeah. me. Yeah, family that, and friends that, that, are... that believed and made you know even strangers that thought you know it's worthwhile as a local person. Yeah, striving to do something decent, positive, positive in the town, and you know it's it's really really humble. But and there's something I'll ever, never forget. Yeah, I mean I do think there are some really good people and good causes in Hastings. Obviously Hastings oh, gets a bit yeah. of a beating, but I really do think that you know there are some generally really decent people um, in this town and. Yeah, allow, allow things to happen that's just the thing i mean i think if if you portray yourself as a like a positive role model because it is a very small town mm. you're never too far removed from somebody that knows somebody else oh, gotcha, yeah and if, if you can stay positive like do positive things and just try and be a good person yeah it feeds around yeah and you know when something like this happens people will tend to pull together yeah. and make it try try their best to make it happen definitely and you know yeah, I, yeah. I, I was i was fortunate enough to be on the receiving end of that yeah no, that's good i'm glad that's pretty cool so with obviously to me the, the mud runs are just a bit of fun and obviously like you started it was just a bit of fun then you realized oh it's a bit of a competitive edge yeah. and i can i can and I, and I do all right as in you know, you managed to smash one in your second go. You then gone to the world, and then I heard a story someone told me about like you were pretty much tackled to a fl to the floor in one of the runs. Something went wrong. What was yeah, that all about? Yeah, that was at the world's up at nuclear races. Uh, they had the. Oh, so where we're going in October? Yeah, that yeah. was there. The world. They generally work on a two-year cycle. Right. Okay. So look, I think it started off in the states, then spent two years in Canada. I, I, I wish I got to the second year. Then yeah. two years at nuclear. Right. And my third, the 2018 at Nuclear didn't go very well for me. Um, and it, you know, I was excited to get back. That's when I, I started, um, I applied to be coached by Scotty. Yeah. And that's when I really started improving vastly. And, yeah. you know, we, we was all set out. Everything was set. I mean, I paid to do three races, like with a short course on a Friday, the standard on the Saturday. Yeah. And the team event on the side. And they're not cheap runs either, are they? No, they're not cheap. Um, but when, when you're competitive and you you, you want to do it, yeah. you know, you, you'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, my Scotty didn't want me to run the short course. But I, okay. I argued that I'd paid for it. You know, I want to do it. I'll pay yeah. for it. So he's like, okay, we're going to go for it. Anyway, 
I was going okay. I don't know. The short course is run on a, um, like a time trial. Yeah. So you go off in groups of six or eight, I think it is. And it's only 3K. Um, and it got to an obstacle. And for some reason, I changed the way that I normally tackle the obstacle. It's called Ninjurings. It's like a fra- an A-frame with like metal pegs coming out. You get two gymnastics hoops. Okay, yeah. And you kind of just have to traverse up and down and get to the other side. Yeah. And for some reason, I changed the way that I normally tackle it and it took me a couple of attempts anyway there was a normally there'd be a lot in 2018 there was a hay bale just land on a hay bale you completed it this year there was like the plastic cordon okay what the police use yeah that that's trapped uh stapled onto the floor you had to clear that anyway i eventually i got over the obstacle but the marshal he was i don't know 20 30 foot away talking to somebody else Said I hadn't cleared the line, but I, I hadn't moved, and I was the oh, well, it's marginal. I'll you know I won't ever say it wasn't. Yeah, but I was cleared the line. Yeah, and I believe my integrity level and my moral compass. I wouldn't cheat. There's no need yeah. to cheat. Well, you've already said you tried it three or four times. Yeah, though. you know, and I said I've I've done it. I've done it. And but previous before I started, my coach said anything goes wrong, I'm pulling you off the course. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, so does the coach go with you then? Yeah, well, the short course, he followed me pretty much around the whole course. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Because um, we're both invested at this point. Yeah. You know, he's invested in me. Yeah. I've invested in his training. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it became a team. We became a team. And, you know, he wants to see me succeed as much as I want to succeed for him. Yeah. Yeah, and, makes uh, sense. Who would have thought you'd have a corner man going around the run? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's a full circle. Yeah. Um, and we found we got to the office, the marshal came over and I thought I've cleared the thing. I said I'm not doing it again. It's just not happening. Yeah, I've cleared the tape. And with that, Scotty's my coach come went down. What's the issue? And uh, he said, get walk off the course. And okay. I like, and I didn't think he was being serious. And I was like, I'll just do it again. He goes, no, get off. That's it. We're done. It's and I was like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. So I kind of <laughs> walked off the course. Yeah. And with that, the marshals came up with me. She had to radio it through because you can get people that will just. Because it's a lot of switchbacks through woods and fields, she had to take my number and radio it through. So I've ripped my number off, given him a number. Yeah. And uh, I was a little bit miffed because, you know, I hadn't, I had crossed the line. Yeah. Anyway, um, with that, we thought no more of it. We spent the rest of the day cheering our mates on. Yeah. And I went back to the same obstacle to watch uh, one of my teammates, Dean Cunstable, go through. Yeah. They changed the ticker tape the plastic cordon to a massive thick rope. And I took a picture of it because I found it ironic. Yeah. Oh, look, they've changed it now. They've changed it because there's too many variables. There's no clear... Because, as well, it's quite a blustery day. Yeah, so it could be blowing a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I find it ironic, and she came up to me, and I I said, tongue-in-cheek, you know, that wasn't there this morning, was it? (laughs) And she's like, no, they put it down a little while ago. I was like, oh, right. Anyway, with that, I could feel myself getting a bit annoyed. So I walked away, and by this point, Dean had gone past. Yeah. I thought no more of it. So we've gone back to the hotel, nice early meal, early night, yep. got head down, up early. Anyway, warming up, everything was fine. You know, got a nice, decent warm up. And I, I was going all right. You know, I think I, at one point I was in the top three. Wow, nice. Uh, but it, it was bitterly cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I come out of the water area, I had to do a lake swim and all of that. My hands were really cold. Yeah, yeah. So I spent a minute or two warming them up in a, like a, a fire battle. Yeah. It may have cost me a couple of places, but I was n- probably no lower than seventh. Yeah. And 
that's still pretty good. Yeah, actually, that's, yeah. On, on, on a world event. Yeah. Um, so I hold my hands up, go through, get to the obstacle, and it's the, still the same rope. And I've absolutely, I've gone over it first time this time, and I've cleared the rope, well, yeah. like, hurdled over the yeah. rope. Like a gazelle, I'm not touching that yeah, rope. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like, <laughs> yeah. it was, and I saw it was the same marshals. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't want any debate. Yeah. So I, you know, and as I, because I put so much effort into it, when I landed, I'd done like a roll. Yeah. yeah. So I picked myself up, picked my two rings up because you had to return them to a box. Yep. Um, and I, I hear Buchanan, Buchanan. And with that, there's a woman and these two they, guys. Think she's cheering you on. <laughs> yeah. And I stop and they literally, Usher me, put my arms, their arms out, wow. step me off the course. I'm like, what's going on? And I hear him on the radio, we are, we've got to be kind of, then uh, the <laughs> we, race. We've got the terrorist, he's running away. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I felt like. Yeah. You know, I felt like I'd done something really bad. Anyway, the race director comes down, he must have been hiding in a bush. Because <laughs> he was there in an instant. And it's a big, it's a big sight. Yeah, yeah. Um, he comes down, Buchanan, I want you disqualified for being uh, aggressive. Really? Uh, to, to a marshal. And I was like, what? What? And I look back now and I got upset because my daughters were there, my yeah, wife yeah. was there, my coach, I was like, Terry came up. Was it Terry there? No, I think he came up on the Friday. Yeah. But there was people there watching me. Yeah. And I've, I'm thankful now that I got upset. Yeah. Because had I had the switch of things, I might have hit someone. I might yeah, have yeah. really kicked off, do you know? And I don't want to be that person. No. Do you know? And... Scotty, my coach, wasn't too happy. He was like, what's going on? This is nonsense. And like, it kind of become a bit, he told me to carry on. And I, I just thought, you know, it's over with now. Yeah, yeah. You know, because as soon as they said that, he's not going to change his mind. My race is over. Yeah. And I, I've walked, you know, I, I've just sort of slumped away. Everyone's sort of arguing a bit. And I've yeah. walked away. And I've walked, the, the, basically a loop goes through a bit of woods and back down on itself. Yeah. And I've walked down and there's, two official security guards at this point. Wow. They come up to me and said, yeah, we've got you come out of the woods. And I feel like a real criminal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like the, uh, the guys say, listen, you've got to get off the site. And I'm like, so I kicked you off site. Well, this is what they were trying to do. You've got yeah. to get off the site. A agent wants you off the site. And I'm like, I haven't even done anything wrong. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Um, so I, they, they, they're fog, fog marching me out. They're either side of wow. me. Wow. That's and, crazy. Uh, I, I, I saw the marshal in question. She was talking to somebody. And I said, look, because basically what they were saying is I was aggressive and used foul and aggressive language to a female marshal. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, look, before you turf me out, look, can I go and apologise to this marshal and just try and clear the air a bit? And they said, we need to go and speak to her. And like, she said, she, yeah. fair play to her. She said, yeah, come over. And uh, So I stood there, hands behind my back. And I said, I'm sorry for our tip for that yesterday. But it, I mean, when I came back, it was a bit of tongue in cheek, be yeah. purely because of this whole instance has been changed. Yeah. And uh, I said, but before they kick me out, can you just confirm or deny to these people whether I swore and I was aggressive at you? They were like, she said to me, "Don't you never swore? You weren't aggressive." Wow. And I just looked at the two two security guards, and they kind of went, puffed their cheeks, and like, well, "What are we doing here then?" Yeah. So with that, they've not kicked me out. We've gone and found the race director. Yeah. And he's then confirmed that they've heard that someone else has said that I've said this. Right. And they've had to act. And I said, well, this is this is ridiculous because yeah. you know I was here because I, I checked in to get my race numbers. Yeah. You could have pulled me out at the start. Yeah. Or you could have let me finish the race. 
then disqualified me or see what happened. Yeah, yeah. Not let me get to the obstacle and make a scene then, of me in front of my family. Yeah. I said, that, that, that was out of order. It's the wrong way to go about it. And uh, he said, come and get, buy now my daughter's with me. Yeah. And uh, he's like, come and get a medal. So I don't want the medal. Do you know, I wanted to be pushing for a podium at a world event in my home country. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, um, it, with that in my daughter's like, daddy, don't I love the medal? So she, yeah. he, he took her, went and got the medal. Oh, bless her. I've never even touched it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I you want to earn, you want to earn it, don't you? Yeah, I wanted to earn it, and I, I was going okay. You know, I was, yeah. and well, I was over twelve k into a fifteen k race. Wow! So I was nearly at the end of the race. Yeah, and it really hurt, and that's and I kind of felt that's when I thought I don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah, but having had some time to sort of think about it, I had some conversation with Adrian. He's an American guy. He's a nice dude. Yeah. Uh, we had some conversations and he admitted or he agreed to say that they acted under hearsay. Right. And things could have been done differently. Yeah. Which ultimately they could have been because apparently he said in our initial phone conversation that somebody matching my description was warming up down there trying to intimidate the marshal. Right. Whereas I had witnesses saying I was over the other side of the site yeah. doing my warm up. So it clearly wasn't me. Yeah. Um, so you know it kind of became clear that it, yeah. it might have been mistaken identity or the Chinese whispers yeah. had been my downfall but yeah. you know you live and learn I mean yeah. I'm sure they won't as an organisation won't make those mistakes again well hopefully not <laughs> and hopefully yeah. know, when the world's come around again I'll be yeah. better prepared for it it's quite scary or quite interesting to hear that a mud run is such a serious at such a high level yeah, as well. Like. I mean, I only race in um, like the world races and yeah. European like championships. I mean, I've never been to a European race as yet. Yeah. But they like run as a pro, but I only run age group because yeah. I, I think I haven't really warranted. I've qualified as a pro like due to my race results. Okay. Because I haven't done any, I haven't, you know, I haven't performed well enough or yeah. finished well enough in an age group event at a major championship race to warrant going to do the uh, race as a pro. Okay. Because that's where you'll get, you can race for money there. Yeah. But I'm knowing, I'm not that quick. I'm not yeah. that at that level. It's very humble for you to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's nice because you, as you race as a pro, you will get an official ranking. Right. But I'm not at that level to yeah. say, oh, I want to challenge. I'm nowhere near because yeah. there are some serious, I mean, the, the guy who generally wins it, John Alban, he's just phenomenal. And you've got a yeah, Canadian yeah. dude called Ryan Atkins. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you will get, it sounds like you might get there, mate. Right. Probably not to that level. I'm too no. old. Oh, yeah, I'm 37. 37. Yeah. Can't we getting older, mate. <laughs> We're getting old. <laughs> so my, my, my goal now is, like, especially the OCR, I want to, race well a major race yeah. a championship race so you've got nuclear in october Rush, yeah do the 12k in like the with the world's qualifying wave yeah i'll be in the uh the special group at the back <laughs> walking around. Um, I, I just you know my my missus has done it a couple of times you know she, i mean one year she went round on her own because i raced wow. in the morning yeah know? and uh it, it's it's a good atmosphere in nuclear yeah it's yeah. one of the better Better races, you yeah. Know? It especially like it's going to be different this year. Yeah. But usually in the village, they'll have a stage with bands playing, yeah, yeah. and they have big screen TVs. It's a proper yeah, festival, proper type us, thing. yeah. And it's 
It's really good. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to I'm, it. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to racing. I haven't trained for it, but <laughs> so I walk jog around. Yeah. So, um, so you talked about your, your your PTs and your training. So you've got Scotty PT. Mm-hmm. So I know you said he's done a lot of work on you. So he's a bit of a beast when it comes to. He, he's got a way of explaining things that I can understand. Okay, so he's on your is certainly on your level to yeah um, you know and because he's facility he's got everything you need yeah I mean it's a long drive yeah where, where like is 60, it Essex, uh, Essex it's about sixty five miles away okay door to door yeah, yeah. quite away yeah but you know I go up there as much as I can yeah, yeah. Um, you know I get a training schedule like six weekly is it six weeks I think yeah I think it's every six weeks yeah it's a training schedule and it it it's based to peak twice a year. Okay. So, which will yeah. be like my A race this year was should have been a Spartan Super in Wales. Yeah. And then it would have been again for three weeks time at the Worlds. But yeah. neither happened, always happening. Yeah, yeah. So like training this year, haven't really done any like yeah. specific target training. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I've been training consistently, doing like Scotty's strength and conditioning, crit training work. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've been training with Terry Skelton. Yeah. Um, at the high at actually. The high yeah, yeah. Or I don't want to stop completely. And, yeah. and so, as you know, when you stop, it's so much harder to get back in. Yeah. Oh, yes, it gets harder and harder. Oh, it's a big shout out to Terry and Scotty then. Yeah. Because obviously they've kept you. Yeah. I mean, Terry, I mean, Terry didn't like the OCR. He never, he didn't agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but Dean Constable mainly not coerced him to come up with yeah, it yeah. to watch the worlds. Yeah. And then he saw it for what it is. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. He's bought into it. So yeah. that he, you know, he, Gives us our schedules, like yeah, yeah. Now and well, I've got um Ross in tomorrow for a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've got That'd a podcast. Yeah, so two types of runners. Yeah, um, yeah, he's another level. Don't he, he's a monster. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to having a chat with him and seeing what he's got to say because uh, yeah, he's I mean just his figures blow me away. Um, it's frightening that people can be that quick, do you know. And I mean, it just it's just again hard work. Got to be resilient, yeah, hard yeah. work, and you know. He, he yeah, crafted, yeah, really yeah, crafted, yeah, he really has. Yeah, running like with Mo Farah and people like that. So it's, it's, a, it's next it's level, a, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just to say, you know, I race with him. Yeah, it's know? phenomenal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and you're uh, you're obviously a, you're a family man as well. So you got a wife and a few daughters. Yes, yeah, <laughs> wife and children. Yeah, um, they could be watching, look happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're. Um, How old are your daughters now? I stepped off of fourteen yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, daughter of nine. Another one of nearly six. Cool. Hands full then. Massively. You're well outnumbered in your house. Yeah, then, yeah. I've, I've, luckily, I've got a male dog. Yeah. He's my companion. Come on, lads. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, outnumbered, outgunned. Um, <laughs> just do as you told. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, that's what it's like. Yeah. But, um, they're, they're good girls. I mean, well, my youngest is a bit of a handful. Yeah. But it's never a dull moment. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps us busy, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm saying I've got three girls in the house, so I know how you feel. Yeah. I know how you feel. Um, <laughs> it's different. I, what's, ama- what's surprised me, amazed me uh, about this this chat is what I've noticed is is the similarities between the boxing training and having a coach and the ability to, or, or the need to have that resilience over the running. Because I always assumed naively that a run was just a run. And obviously I interviewed... Um, uh, oh my god, his name escapes me. Uh, Ross is one of Ross's best mates, Gary. Oh, Gary Foster. Yeah, Gary Foster, and he kind of really helped me understand that you know 
pre-race nerves yeah. and having a coach and that, like almost having that cornerman and like the dedication that goes into these runs and I was really like wow it's it really is another world I tell you this town is lucky to have someone or people like Terry mm. because he does it all for free like, does like everything for free yeah. he gives up I mean he's got a, a, an understanding wife oh gotcha he, he is yeah. out you know, thank you to all the understanding wives, by the way, <laughs> that let us yeah. train, run, box, spend our life at the gym or out on the road. Or... That's the thing, you know, Sunday mornings, he's out. Well, I mean, we meet just mm. down the road from him and he's like, this is your route. You don't have to do that. And he comes out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. For, I think Friday's the only day time he has a day off. Yeah. Because he does a kid's session on a Saturday. Yeah. And um, it's incredible. And, yeah. and to have that structure. And obviously, you've got so much knowledge, mm. so much experience. And he's getting results out of people. Yeah, he's so. got some big names that are doing some yeah. big things with him. And, so, um, fair play, Tom. Yeah, whereas Testament, yeah, like, oh, just to the town, yeah, like, you know, hard work does pay off. Yeah, and that's the one thing, isn't it? Because, uh, like we talked about very quickly, you, you wasn't brilliant at school, your, your education slipped because of the dedication towards boxing. Um, you were winning the cleaning with uh, Brian at the time, yeah. weren't you? As, yeah. I'm assuming you started as like an apprentice or a part-time. Yeah, I started off just, uh, uh, I think my first day was a Saturday. Yeah. And I, it was easy. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, obviously because Brian, Brian was uber successful with the boxing. Yeah. So again, if you're listening or watching, Brian Robinson, an amazing boxer. Yeah. He's coached both of us. Yeah. He was the best man I had on the pads. I, I, I thought, well, yeah, because it's, it's simple. Nothing's too compl complicated. Yeah. Like, and... That's what I like. I, I, I that's why I liked training with him because mm. it was. Um, he's like, do want to do three combinations? Just get them right. Yeah, bum, bum, you've, always, bum, you've, bum, always, bum. you've always got them. To yeah. get a hard word into you. And now, as I'm looking, as I'm getting older, I think to myself, what well, if I'm going to do any coaching? I want to do something not the same, but be similar. I want to yeah. just establish a simple amount of combinations get them yeah. hardwired the bread into. and butter stuff so you know when you're hurt when you're tired or you you know you want to give yeah. up you've still got them and they'll come second nature yeah and that yeah. come from him and i just thought you know when he offered me some work i was like yeah right. and i thought you know it's only going to help it's only going to help me boxing yeah do you know yeah. that, but I, that's yeah. the way working I with my coach like doesn't get any better that's the way i saw it yeah and, you know brian he was he wasn't a boss yeah, it's just a mate that you work he, with. He, I worked with Brian. I never yeah, worked yeah. for him. So we had very, I mean, there's a couple of times he had to give me a bollocking, but that's because yeah. I was young or, you know, at certain, you know, my head yeah. weren't, I was being a div. Yeah. You know, and oh, I worked with him for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, you know, I've gone out on my own and I'm, I'm grateful for Brian. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's helped me through a hell of a lot and he's helped, you know, to a certain degree shape shape me into the person I am today because you know I lost my dad when I was young yeah. and it could have easily gone the other way yeah um, but, but by having Brian was my constant yeah, if you like a role model yeah um, and it it's, it's been great having someone like that in my life yeah, yeah. you know um, so how, how, how old was you when you lost dad 19 19 so he was there again you was there yeah. at the gym anyway yeah um, you know oh. I, I just had my first operation, I had this, like ten my cartilage. Yeah, and you know, I think that's two weeks after. Do you know what? I think I've got that at the moment. Just 
talking about like, my shoulders wrecked at the moment like, i can't do a push up i can't stretch that way like it's really bad and i keep going should i get it looked at should i get it looked at it's frightening though isn't it because you don't want to see what damage it's done no like, i feel like, i feel i feel old and i'm like so yeah like there is screaming yeah and it's just Okay, yeah, looked at. I mean, what's the worst? Can I repair just a tear like that? Then is that? If it's a cartilage, yeah. I mean, if it, they'll just shave it off. Yeah, yeah. So I've had two cartilage operations. All it does is just shave out. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal. So yeah. It doesn't bode well for later on in life. No, no. But they just shave it off, wash it out. Yeah. And you, you're back to it. Back to normal. Pretty, Ish. pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know, what I mean, I've had two on one leg. I'm still running. Yeah, I might look into that. Yeah. I'm not it's looking it's into worth. That. Yeah. It's no fun living in pain. No. No, and I've had it for a year, so. But no, but sorry, back to Brian. Like, it's good that you had that role model, and like I so say, I mean, I looked up to him massively when I was at the, yeah, at the gym. Yeah, I think as everyone well. did, you know, purely for what you through what you achieved. And yeah. the thing is, he's a nice person. He's a good person. You know, yeah, there's. Oh yeah, he's got heart gold, like literally heart gold. Very few people, you know, that would do for others what Brian will. Yeah. And yeah, I'm totally. grateful that I had that. In, I've got that in my life, or I've had that in my life for so long. Yeah. Because. It would have been, you know, when I was at that point, it would have been easy to just throw it all at the wall because, yeah. you know, I could. That would have been the easy option. Yeah, yeah, do you know. Yeah. Um, he stood by me when I when things got tough, and yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, it's um, good. I'm and so I'm glad he was there because he helped me through quite a lot as well, um, which is. I wouldn't be the person I am today without him or without my other instructor, Paul, yeah. um, you know, or, my, or my dad. So, like, having them role models to help me. That's the thing, you know, like, my mum and dad, like, they, my, my, it's funny because my dad brought me to box when I lived in London. Yeah. I, went, I just wanted to play football. Yeah. And I come down here and a mate of mine wanted to start the boxing. Yeah. And my dad was like, just give it a go. And as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, this is, right. I like this. Yeah, you know, this, this is, is me, all right, you know? yeah. You know, a young lad always likes fighting yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. And well, we're we're boys. We like hitting things. Yeah. Just... That, well, that's that's it. You know, I'm not getting told off to hit things. Yeah. And it, it kind of snowballed from there. And yeah. yeah, I've met some really, really genuine, yeah. lovely people through the boxing, and yeah. which is funny because obviously, generally, you've got to be a bit of a hard bastard. Yeah. Or, and I think people have that that mindset around boxers are either idiots or they have that. Oh, they they think they're all tough men. Yes, when you're ring, you've got to be a tough man, but you'll be amazed at in the ring how tough they think they are or are. But when you come out of the ring, they're actually decent people because yeah. they don't need to pretend to be tough. Well, that's just the thing. No, it, I mean when they're when they're like you know pre-fight, you, you've got to build a little, got to put a little bit of bravado on. Yeah, because it's all about mindset. Yeah, you know, you've got to, if you go in there, you like sold your slump, head down. You, you're you, done. You, you're gonna. Yeah. get a pacing because you know yeah. you're, you're looking to within yourself yeah and you've already given them the win they, straight yeah, away you know, they've already around up once, yeah. they, once they've seen your, your body language yeah I mean that that's a big part yeah and, but when, when they get out and they're in general life yeah the completely different people boxes, calmer yeah. more relaxed yeah happier <laughs> yeah and that's <laughs> as the a role. That's, that's the beauty of it I mean I, I mean boxing is, is brilliant yeah. I love it I love it yeah. Um, well, I, I what I do is my business, isn't it? I miss the training. Well, if you want to get, ever want to come and hit pads, mate, you know where I am. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Christ, um, we love it. It's it's been a big part of my life. Yeah, and yeah. What I've been, what I, what I've done, mm. and it kind of is carried me through. I try and take the same sort of mindset or or belief in within myself, which I've kind of had to learn myself. Yeah, no, amazing. 
And I definitely think it's kind of helped shape and get you through certain hurdles that you've had to. Yeah. Um, all the way through. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, things get go, things start going wrong or get tough. It's easy to say, oh, give up. Give up. Yeah. Oh, oh move on to the next thing. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. No. And to have that, that backup, you know, yeah. just a little switch in your head to just go, right, here we go. Time yeah. to get to work. Yeah. Time to dig deep. Yeah. And that, that is the thing with any striking sport, kickboxing, boxing, MMA, is there is no team. It's you and the other person. There's no place to hide. You have to dig deep and you have to graft. On fight night, it is just you and him. Yep. Um, do you know? But it's, it is important to have a team. I believe, obviously, yeah. behind the scenes, you know, you're like now you've got the professional level. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. But got- even, even as on the amateur circuit, you, you know, you've got to have couple of coaches, people that are willing yeah. to give up their time for you. Yeah, dietrician, yeah. like you, you need, you'll need constant massaging and fixing because how hard you're training. Well, and this is the thing, like now, like I mean, we've boxed fairly recently. If you yeah. think about time, especially in terms of boxing in Hastings, yeah, you know, I never knew what a sports massage was when we were boxing. Or no, you just trained really hard, yeah, or anything. <laughs> it was just train hard, have a little stretch. And, and then in you go. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but now it's completely different. I mean, yeah. it's amazing the the advances that have been made, even on an amateur level. Oh, it's another level. To get the best out of you. Yeah. I mean, I've had to tra- change how I train and teach my lot to keep up with what everyone else is doing. Like I say, you've got you've got your your hit training, you've got your explosive training. You need you need literally the fight team will have massages every week. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got recovery work stretching work so you've got a dedicated stretcher recovery workout oh it's insane it's it's, um it's bonkers to think how much it has evolved Mm. to get the best out of you even on an amateur level so you're ready come fight time or or go time for whatever sport you do yeah that you're prepared like say same as running like you now i mean you like if you was 15 if we turn around and said well you're going to drive 60 miles to go and train on a workout with a tire you'd be like what yeah. No, don't be stupid. I'll just go up the West Hill and try. Yeah. Like, the level you go to now to get to it's, it's, where we need to be. It's, you know, once, once you realise what you want to do and if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to do the unpleasant things. Yeah. And, you know, it might be driving 65 miles. Yeah. Just one way. Yeah. To, to spend a couple of hours. But that, that one-to-one time with your coach, whether it was 10 minutes away or 65 miles away. Yeah. You, you, if you can take absorb it, take it all in. Yeah, it's only going to push you on further, and you you could you will improve come, come time to compete. competition time. Yeah, that's it. And if I mean if if you don't want to compete, that's fair enough. Yeah, but well, once it's in you, it's in you. Yeah, being you know, comfortable, being uncomfortable. Exactly is that. what I've heard. Exactly it's, that, and you know I've had that a few times. Yeah, it's it's just doing like. I've listened to a podcast, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, day before yesterday. Okay. And uh, he said, uh, he was talking about customato. And he said, um, what he tries teaching to do is do the things you hate. You've got to do them. But yeah. Do them like you love them. Yeah. Because they're the ones that's going to that's gonna stick in with you. Yeah. And so basically, you've got to try and treat everything like you love it, whether it's stretching the bane of your life. Yeah. I, I don't like stretching. No. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yeah. But now, do you know, I do it because you know it make you a better it's, competitor. It's going to prolong my my sporting career. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I less injuries, less injuries. 
hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I've not set a ceiling of when I want to carry on yeah. or when I want to stop. Yeah. But whilst I can, and whilst I can still do it at a decent level, decent-ish level. Yeah. Can I continue to do it? I'll carry on. And yeah. the thing is as well is sending a positive image to yeah, Well, you're becoming a role model for them, yeah. role model for other people in the town. Would like I say, I, you know, I, I watch what you're doing and I think, yeah. So, I mean, you might have me to go for a run every so often. I mean, the thing is, like, the, the obstacle stuff's quite obscure, obscure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not mainstream yet. Yeah. Um, I hope, you know, it's slowly building. I've yeah. I uh, had an interview with a guy at The Observer a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Said he's going to do a thing about it. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. that'll come out and it'll, you know, more people will see it because it's it's an easy, accessible sport. Yeah. Yeah. You just obviously it's like you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. And stuff like that. And kind of hoping it's know. definitely more enjoyable than standard running. Again, you know, like we've both said, we're not a fan of running. But it just adds that slight element, I think. Yeah, to I think it, it you, you don't even have to be massive if you're just fairly strong, like naturally. Yeah. You know, you have, you have, there's no set build no. to be good at obstacle. You can be skinny strong. Yeah. Or you can be like uh, bigger bill yeah yeah but if you can get through it and you don't mind getting muddy yeah oh, having, I love getting muddy having a swim going down Anxiety and Drop Park jumping in puddles you know what I mean yeah like, it's good I mean, fun it? yeah it, it just I like it it, yeah. it suits it suits me and it, I, I get more out of it than I would do running a 10k on the road yeah oh, gotcha. I mean I'd like to I have goals for road races with yeah. times I'd like to set but I'm, I don't lose sleep yeah. over it. Whereas if I think of an obstacle course race up, I'd like, I want to do well. Yeah, it's a big challenge. It's, it's a challenge. And, yeah. you know, again, sometimes I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. Which maybe I don't, I was probably guilty of with the boxing. Yeah. But it's finding that balance. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had a, a race last year, drove all the way down to Somerset. <laughs> and had a shocker because... I didn't sleep much that night because yeah. it was that was my A race of the year and I just felt I have to do well, I have to do well, I have to do well. And yeah, then yeah. when I set off I I just felt I felt lethargic. I didn't yeah. there's no snap. Yeah. You know, whether I'd overcooked my training. Yeah. Or you know, Pete's took a little bit too early or because I was tired. Yeah. You know, but it's just it's finding that balance. Yeah. Of, like like anything, time, training. Yeah, yeah, just you've got to get it right. Yeah, to, to perform at your peak, you've got to get it right. Yeah, same as with your relationships, your kids, your wife. It's it's getting that balance right, isn't it? It's all about balance. The art of compromise. But yeah, <laughs> the art of compromise. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, cool. Right. So I always ask. Um, I mean, obviously, I always ask all the uh, the questions. Um, have you got any questions for me? Like, have you ever ever thought? Oh, again, it doesn't matter if you haven't got. How any. do you fit it in? Um, the, the art of compromise. <laughs> so, yeah, good question. Um, something, I mean, I always bitch and moan to myself, there's not enough hours in the yeah. day. And over this last year, I've learned that there is only 24 hours in the day. Now, people joke and say, like, I actually work at 28, eight, like 28 hours in the day, eight days a week, because yeah. I managed to achieve so much. I just think it's because I'm very good at motivating myself to get done yeah. what I need to get done. So if I know, if I if I write a to-do list of 10 things, I won't procrastinate. I won't go, oh, I'll do that in a minute. I'll have lunch first mm. and then I'll do it this afternoon. Or I didn't get time to do that. There are still bits that I don't get done that move on to the next day. Yeah. But, you know, I don't snooze for half an hour. The alarm goes off two, three minutes and I'm up. Yep. Five minutes later, cup of tea, 
in front of me and I'm starting to work through my list. Yeah, right. And I'm like, right, I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. Now, there are bits that take a bit of a bash in. Like yesterday, we finished the gym, sat down, and I've got a girl that's doing a bit of work for me, and she messaged me about 10 o'clock. And she said, oh, I was going to send you this list. I'll send it to you tomorrow because it's quite late. And I'm like, well, I've still got another hour of paperwork to do. It's 10 o'clock at night. I've already done like a 12-hour day, but I'm still going, well, I've still got another hour. It's only 10 o'clock. Send it over. Send it over. Crack on. Let's get it that's, done. Yeah, I suppose that's procrastination their side as well then i'll yeah. do it tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah yeah i'll do it tomorrow because i don't well you're on your computer you've already text me yeah, yeah just hit send and i'll deal with it yeah um now i beat my own self up because i i say right i need to switch off i should have some downtime but as soon as i have some downtime i want to go up again yeah like like and it, for me it's finding that balance so certainly this last couple of months uh jenny's now gone full-time uh, at the gym so some of my paperwork she's now doing um, I'm now looking at taking on a salesperson because I'm running out of time again right because yeah. my lists are growing and there is not enough hours in the day mm -hmm. and I don't want to be up till four o'clock in the morning ringing people yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah so I'm now growing the team and I'm learning to leverage so for it I know it sounds quite minute but if I spend an hour cleaning at the gym at 10 o'clock at night, that's an hour eating into my personal time. Yeah. So I'll now pay a cleaner yeah. to clean yeah. because I can then come home an hour earlier. So it costs me money, but then I get some of my own time back. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, the thing is sometimes you you that little expense still makes you richer. It's like when I went out on my own, mm. for instance, um, I had a guaranteed wage from Brian. Yeah. But I was always hassling to be somewhere for Brian, which is understandable. He was my boss. Yeah. But it got to a point I was putting my children in breakfast club and after school club. They didn't like it. Yeah. They hate I left Isabella crying nearly every day. And it started to wear thin, eat, eat me up. And I was like, yeah, yeah. something's got to change. Thankfully, you know, Brian, like I said, can't go. He saw it. He set me up, set me up a bit of work. Yeah. Off you go. Took my kids out of these clubs. Straight away, I was financially down each week. Yeah. But I was richer with time. Yeah. And you can't buy time. You can't. You, you don't can't get it buy back. Time. You know? And yeah. that, that's something else you talk about. Obviously, from losing my my dad when I was young. Yeah. I want to be around my children as much as I can because. Yeah. You know, my my youngest is six in three weeks. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like five minutes ago she was just waddling about. Ah. Uh -huh. You know. So. Beth's just gone to college. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, mate. Time is just like that. Yeah. Gone, and you don't get it back. And no. That's why I just try and maximise as much as I can. Yeah. Especially with them and with my own, because it can be over. You're only one heartbeat away from death. Yeah. And, you know, with my own training, I want to do as much as I can. Yeah. And, you know, it's not as productive around the DIY front, yeah. around the house and stuff, but it is uh, what it is. You know, we've all got passions. Yeah. And it, again, it goes back to balance. Yeah. You know, financially you might lose, but then you get you get your time. So it's worth paying for that time. Time, time for me is the most important yeah. currency. And that's something I've learnt a lot more over the last year as my business has grown. Right. Is I'm now having to buy time. Yeah. yeah. Basically. And it's... But that's what I've got to do. If I want more time with the wife and kids, which I do, yeah. and more time for myself, which I do. So I've actually got Friday off this week. Nice. And then we, we're going, like me and the family are going away. But... I've actually got a day off and I've got staff to cover. Whereas normally, if I had a day off, I'd have to be, oh, can you do this class? Can you do this class? Oh my God, need a receptionist. It was mental. Whereas now I've got staff in play. But my wage bill has quadrupled this year. But 
it's giving me a bit of a life back. Yeah. So it's worth it's worth it all day long. Yeah. And now what I'm hoping, obviously coming out of COVID, that we can now grow that business once again. Yeah. I'll let you know in six months. <laughs> or I'll be like, no, I'm just going to work 24 hours a day again and I'm doing it all myself. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's what I've learned this year is to is to develop the business so I can have some time off. Because I, I was working seven days a week, 18, 19 hour days. And that's how I got stuff done. Yeah, just I mean, it, it's, it works for a while, yeah. you know, but, but then it but comes unhealthy. That. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that this year. Yeah. So hence the bad children. Yeah. Bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Right. Thank you. So, I mean, we've gone on for over, over an hour. Um, amazing. Um, I've learned a bit, a little bit about you. I think one of the big things is taking away the, the confidence, the resilience, the, the hard graft as, as a child has helped shape you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely giving you a mindset, just hard work. And certainly coming out of COVID, I'm finding more and more kids are lazy. They can't be bothered. Whether you want to call them the millennials or the snowflake era, or, or oh, that's, I've got to walk to school. It's like a 10 minute walk. I'm like, just grow a pair. Like <clears throat> resilience is huge. And I think kind of the old school a little bit, even for us, is it has kind of helped shape us to the people that we are today. Massively. I uh, just think um, like kids... Like children today, even my children, they mm-hmm. don't know how fortunate they are in some respects. Yeah. But they're unfortunate in others. Yeah. Because the thought of having to walk ten minutes to school, like you said, it puts a gives them nightmares. Yeah. Do you know, whereas like say, and if we talked about that like twenty years ago, you'd be like, What? Walking to school give you a nightmare. So like right. I say, there's a completely different world now. Yeah. You're having nightmares about walking to school and we have to try and learn to go, Well, hold on, mate, there is a bit of an issue here. Um, yeah. I mean, scary that's a, there's a whole other podcast just there and i don't think i'm qualified to talk about that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i just want to say thank you so much massive shout out to scott ept massive shout out to terry and the hy team um brian robinson um matthew mcdonald mcdonald and graham townsy graham townsy um yeah. big big i mean most of you have helped me out in my life as well so I want to say a massive we'll thank you. Where we are now. Exactly. So sure. thank you guys. If you've been listening, I hope you enjoyed it. If you've been watching, I know we've been going on for a long time, but you know, it was good to catch up with Baron, go through. And I hope if you're watching, this has really helped you maybe change your mindset a little bit. The importance of having resilience. Um, be comfortable being, being uncomfortable. Definitely. Trust the process. Exactly. And that's how we roll. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Nice Appreciate it. it. Nice one. Much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's chat, have any questions or feedback for us, or would like to be on one of our podcasts, leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life. Thank you.